We're just going to go ahead and dismiss the children at this time. to meet with the board of elders immediately after the service just for a second I just want to talk to you about something that's on my heart um, see what we can do but anyway um, we have kind of a sensitive subject to talk about today and we'll get to it here in a little bit but I would like for you to turn with me this morning to first Peter chapter 5 talk a little bit about humility to begin with here and then we'll get into what I want to talk about after that but chapter 5 first Peter verse 1 the elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also partake of the glory that has been revealed here we see Peter writing uh, to the church and uh, telling them you know he's exhorting the elders those that are spiritually in a sense uh, in charge of the church and uh, he's an elder also, so he's saying, I know what you're going through. So he begins here in verse 2 again. To feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, you younger... Submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that, you may, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I want you just to notice in these first few verses kind of a, a division in the church in the sense of elders and youngers. <laughs> uh, there's two mentions of elder in these first five verses, or maybe four verses. Uh, no, five verses, excuse me. But the first one is talking about the elders that are a, a position in the church. If you go to Timothy chapter 3 and Titus chapter 1, I believe, you'll see it talks about bishops, which a bishop is a head elder as far as I can understand from what you know, the Bible says. It's, a, it's the elder in charge in a sense. We, you know, as a body of Christ... We don't have one member that's the leader of the church because we already have a head. And anything with two heads is a freak. <laughs> so uh, we only need one head in the church, and that's Jesus Christ. We have a group of elders that you know, are to listen to the head and then to dictate from there the government. If you read in Isaiah, it says that the government will be upon his shoulders. That's what the elders are all about. We're supposed to be church government in a sense. We're supposed to know the laws and the practices of God and, and what is right and what is wrong and lead, lead you in the way. And that's what Peter's exhorting the elders here, you know. Learn to do these things. Feed the flock of God, you know. Uh, do it willingly, not, you know, for the money that you might receive, but, but willingly. 
and of a ready mind, not as being lords uh, over the flocks or God's heritage, but being examples, being examples. You know, uh, your life speaks louder than your words. You know, and that's what Peter is telling them here, you know. Be an example to the flock in the way that you act, in the way that you, you know, go about your life. Uh, also in your words, you know, that, that's very important too. But without the life behind the words, the words are no good. So we need to make sure that we're living a life, a humble life, a life of humility before the Lord. And we see here also that he's speaking to the younger, you know. Uh, it's kind of a neat situation in a church because... You know, we have a, a varying age here. And we have some people probably that are older than us. Some of us may not. There may be the eldest one here that doesn't have anyone older than them. But spiritually, we can always learn. But what we're seeing here is the fact that we're to look to those that are a little bit more spiritually sound than we are. And you may be surprised, even if you feel really not that spiritual at times, there's still probably someone under you that's younger than you that you can help. You know, so it's kind of an exhortation to all of us to be ready to help whenever possible. But also, if we are, are part of that younger group, not to resent the older people's ideas and what they're telling us. You know, I remember as a young man growing up and uh, just thinking, uh, my parents don't have a clue what's going on in this world. <laughs> you know, and, and I think a lot of times we think that way in the church. You know, if you're younger in the church, you're thinking, what are these people thinking? What are they doing? Uh, we need to make sure that we trust and, you know, believe that God is leading those that are in charge of the church and those that are the elders in the church. But I just like this, that talking about humility, you know, submit yourselves one to another, you know, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. I was just thinking about this, you know, and, and uh, there's a scripture in Ephesians that talks about putting on the armor. You need to be clothed with armor when you're dealing with the devil. You need to be clothed with humility when you're dealing with people. Why don't you just think about that? Really what we're talking about, humility is the idea that others' needs are more important than mine. That's really what it means to be of a humble mind. You know, if you think of humility in the opposite of humility, it's pride or arrogance. Pride says, me first. Humility says, you first. You know, we want to make sure that we're, we're looking at people through the eyes of humility, that we are clothed in humility when we're dealing with people. I was just thinking about true humility lets us see our need for God and the depth of his love for us. What do you think about that? True humility lets us see our need for God and the depth of his love for us. Hallelujah. I want to turn to Philippians 2. We'll be back here in 2 Peter in just a minute. But if you want to turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Now I want to start with verse 5 and read through verse 8. You know, we were talking about this in Sunday school this morning. And Jesus is always our example. You know what we need to be in this world and what we need to be in this church, in this body of believers. But we, we see here in verse 5 of uh, chapter 2 of Philippians. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself. I'm just going to stop there. We're talking about humility. Christ laid down everything for us. It wasn't about him. It was about us in his mind. That's the true humility. It was, he was caring about us. And that's what true humility is about, the needs of others before our own. I want you to notice, you know, how important it is that we be humble. You know, it's talking about to the elders, be humble. It's talking about to the younger people, be humble. It's talking about us being together and being humble. And then in verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. You know, it says right before that, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. You don't want to be in the place where you're trying or where God is resisting you. I'll tell you, you're not going to win that battle. You know, when I think of resistance, I think of pushing against something, you know, as hard as I can and it just won't move. And that's the way it would be with God. You know, if you're fighting against God, you're not going to win. You're not going to move God. Uh, you know, you're not going to change his mind. He never changes. But if we're living and we're humbly living before God, he gives grace to us. He allows our lives, in a sense, to be led and to be overshadowed by grace. Everything that comes our way will work to our benefit. It may not all be good, because in this world you will suffer <laughs> persecution, you know, those type of things. But it always work, will work out for our good if we are humble. If we are seeking the best of others. So in verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And I want you to notice something. If, if you have your Bible open, this isn't the end of the sentence. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. That's the finish of humility. Now I told you we were going to talk about a sensitive subject. I want to talk to you this morning about constipation. <laughs> I thought this was funny when I thought about it, but, um, you know, just as our, our spiritual man and our physical man, in a sense, represent each other, our physical life is a, is a kind of a mirror image of what our spiritual life should be like. In our physical life, we eat. Our spiritual life, we should be eating too. And I think most of us realize that in our physical life, the things that we eat, they go into our digestive system and Vitamins and minerals and those things are uh, absorbed into our body. And there's part of that that gets wasted. It's the same way in our spiritual life. We allow things to come into our spiritual life. Some of it feeds us. Some of it needs to be put out in waste. If we are constipated or if we have a blockage in our bowels... There's a toxic residue within our system. We had an older fellow in our church that had this. He had a, a bowel blockage and got very sick. Got well from the first time that he went through it. They went in and did an operation. And, and then uh, his wife kind of got sick and he was elderly and started taking care of his wife. And it happened again and he didn't make it. It actually killed him. And I was just thinking about this. 
this verse here, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You know, this word care, well, let's talk about casting first. Casting all your care. It means to throw it away with great vigor. Get rid of it. Don't hang on to it. Don't try to hang on to it. Don't even act like you want it around. Get rid of it. Cast all your care upon him. This word care really means distractions. We have things in our life that are distracting us. Brother Ken probably preached that to us four or five years ago. And I got to thinking about distractions. And distractions are, are great wasters. They waste our time. They waste our talents. They waste our money. They waste our relationships, our families. Just depending on how distracted you are with things of this world. Jesus is saying, get rid of all those distractions. Don't let them block up your spiritual body. Don't let that toxicity remain in your system. You know, there are things that we allow in our, our lives that need to be taken out, need to be cast away. And yet sometimes we hold on to them and cling to them. And just like in our natural bodies, it becomes a toxin within our body. So do these things that are distracting us. They're poisonous. They harm us. They kill us. We need to make sure that we're casting all of our cares upon him. Why? Because that's what humility teaches us. He is our source. Without him, we can do nothing. He, he, he is the one that cares about us. You know? Remember what I said about true humility? It's, it's seeing our need for God. That's what we're seeing here. Cast all your care upon him. Why? Because we can't take care of it. He can. We can't. And why, can, why do we do that? Because he cares for us. He cares for us. This is, this is more than just, oh, I hope you don't have a bruise, you know. That's all right. You'll be all right. No, this is deep, deep love that Christ has for us. He cares about our every distraction, our every need within our lives. We need to make sure when we have things come into our life that are bringing toxicity to our life, we cast them out. Cast them upon him. That's what he said. Cast all your cares upon him. Why? In a sense, he's already borne them. He's taken all those distractions, all those cares, all those sins, if you'd like to put it that way, upon himself for us. He cares for us. So I want to just encourage you to learn how to walk in true humility. But also how to live a life casting all those distractions upon Christ. Learning to trust him completely. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And trust in him. Don't lean on your own understanding. Our understanding is flawed. It's weak. It's imperfect. Christ is perfect. His ways are perfect. So be clothed with humility when dealing with people. Clothed with humility. Realizing they have a need and it's more important than the needs that you have in your life at that time. That's why God has brought them into your presence. 
Hallelujah. You know, God does not make mistakes. You know, if we get hard situations in our life like Roger's talking about, it's because God wants to develop us. It's not that he's beating us up or punishing us. It's that he wants us to learn from that. And he wants us to help those that are in need. So let's learn how to walk or be clothed in humility for the sake of us, for the sake of those under us, for the sake of the church, and for the sake of those that need that humility to be spread or to be cast upon their life. Hallelujah. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for your word today. Lord, may we receive the mind of Christ. Lord, the one that was perfect, the Son of God that came to this earth, Lord, but he humbled himself. May we learn to humble ourselves under your mighty hand. And Lord, cast all of our cares upon you. Lord, let not the toxicity of this world poison our lives. And keep us from being that which you desire us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We love you with all of our hearts. We just pray, Lord, that you would just lead us into this word. Help our hearts to be able to comprehend, and our minds to comprehend, Lord, and our lives to live a life of humility through the power of the Spirit working in us. Make us humble, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. We're dismissed this morning.